Good morning. My name is Father Aaron Downing. I'm the new associate here at St. Bridget's. It's a great joy to be here. Uh, I can't wait to, to get to know you all uh, and grow in faith with you all. So today I figured, well, I would kind of reflect on my conversion story, a little bit of my vocation story, and try to connect it all together with the gospel reading for today. So I grew up in Roscoe, Illinois, so just north of here, not too far. Uh, went to public school my entire life. Uh, so please forgive me for those of you who go to Boyland. I did graduate from Hananiga in 2011. <laughs> I will attempt to have alliances for Boylan unless they're playing Hananiga. <laughs> so I was baptized Catholic in 1993, and I was baptized here at this parish. Um, and then for whatever reason it may have been, my parents fell away from the church when I was about five years old. Uh, and that was kind of my experience of church was they left and every now and again throughout the years, my dad and I would go to mass um, sporadically, kind of here and there, hit or miss. We'd go for a while, then we'd get caught up with what the secular world had to offer, uh, either that or my middle brother played sports, so we were going to sporting events and different things. So it wasn't until my sophomore year in high school that I really encountered the Lord. Um, just so happens that at the high school there was this lady, uh, a secretary, who we were talking about what we were giving up for Lent. I was like, well, I'm not practicing. And she's, she goes, Aaron, you should really give something up and invite the Lord into your life. So I was like, okay, I'll give something up. For 40 days, I'll give something up. And that's what I did. I gave something up, and she, she again introduced me to some of the, the basic Catholic prayers, and I started praying with them. And what was amazing with that was there was a transformation that happened through those 40 days, such, such so that uh, the East, uh, this, well, what would be the Easter vigil, the Saturday night before Easter, my dad and I and my oldest brother were coloring Easter eggs with my niece and nephew, and I was prompted to ask, can we go to church on Sunday? My dad's like, well, why? I said, well, 40 days, I've kind of been offering something up, and I really feel, feel called to go to church and to, to go to Mass, to celebrate the resurrection. So that's what I did. We went to Mass and I felt that I belonged. I felt that there was a void that was being fulfilled within my heart. And after Mass, I was like, that was an amazing church service. That was an amazing event and I felt whole. And so I asked my dad on the way home, attempting to be a little bit of a, to, to do an experiment. Well, well, I feel that same way the next week. And so we went the next week. And I felt the same. And that continued week after week after week to the point where I eventually decided, well, I want to come back to the faith. I really want to know more about my roots of this faith that I was baptized into. And so we went back to, to Mass, and 
uh, I really started to take to what the church had to offer. I started private religious education studies with the DRE at the parish and really took to it. And I remember this really where everything kind of took a turn was this moment in these private religious ed studies where I asked the DRE, what is adoration? We're talking about the Eucharist and I said, what is adoration? She goes, Aaron, it's this place where we expose the Blessed Sacrament on the altar and we go and we pray. I knew and I read, okay, this is the source and summit of our faith and adorations isn't a sacrament and she's talking about how in that moment you really build a relationship with him and she goes go and experience it for yourself so I went to a parish in South Beloit to their perpetual adoration chapel I walked in knelt down said my prayers I thought I was in there for about you know 15-20 minutes in reality I was in there for 10 I was bored. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to pray. I was, I was, as I said, bored. And I made a commitment that, well, if that's going to be every time that I go to adoration where it's just complete silence and boredom, then what's the point of going back? So I made a decision not to go back. And the next week, she, the DRE asked me, well, how'd it go? said, Sandy, I was bored out of my mind. I don't want to go back. I'm just lost. And that week we were going over Lexio Divina, so praying with the scriptures. And so we walked through it, and she goes, you know, Aaron, I really think you should go back to, to adoration and give it a second chance. And this time I want you to pray with the prodigal son. And she, she challenged me, really, to do so. So I said, okay, Sandy, I, I will. I'll give it a second chance. So I went, and I went in, and I prayed, and I just got caught up. I got lost. Why? Because I was the prodigal son who was returning home to the father's house. He was giving me his mercy and his love. And I really felt that and really was drawn to that. And that completely second, that, that second experience really drew me in to say, well, here's where I'm starting this relationship. Before, when I came in, I knelt down, I said the prayers, but there wasn't a heart-to-heart connection. This time, I've experienced the Father's love. And I was drawn in, and I got caught up in the time and was lost. And so... I made a commitment that after every class I would go back 10-15 minutes on my way home just to pray, to continue that relationship and really immerse myself in that relationship with the Father who loves. And so I did. And eventually as I was continuing this adoration route and continuing to get caught up and drawn into the different church activities, Secretary at the high school goes, Aaron, are you going to be a priest? You spend all your time there. I said, no. I'm new at this whole Catholic thing. I want to go and get married, have children. At the time I wanted to be a math teacher, 
I realized in college that was a horrible, horrible option. Um, but I said no, and I left it at that. And she left it at that. But in adoration, in these moments of adoration, going back and praying, the Lord kept prompting me and putting on my heart what the priesthood stood for. He's the person that's there in the darkest moments of people's lives, but he's also there in the happiest moments. He's the person that sheds light in this dark world that we live in. And it just kept drawing me, drawing me. And the invitation that the Lord was giving me was, come and see. And that's what I did. Look at me now. I'm a, he got his way. I went and saw, and I entered seminary right out of high school. In 2016, I graduated, well, let me back up. For two years, I studied for the Diocese of Madison. Eventually, the Lord called me back to this diocese, my home diocese, where I grew up, a place that I'm familiar with. And then I transferred to the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota, to St. John Vianney Seminary. Graduated in 2016 with a degree in Catholic Studies and a minor in Philosophy. Following undergraduate, I was bogged down in studies to the point where I was like, is this really what I want? And I talked with the bishop, and he's like, well, why don't you take a pastoral year? So he, I agreed to it. I went on a pastoral year. And in that year, it was really a year that renewed that call to the priesthood. In the seminary, they teach us the theology. They teach us the philosophy. They teach us the academic, and that's all you do is you're kind of the, you're in the academic sphere. But during the pastoral year, I got to experience how the priest lived. I was able to go to the hospital and visit people. I was able to do ministry. And it renewed that call. The Lord renewed that and said, see, this life is not just about studies. Yes, it's a part of it, but you also get to minister you get to share me with the world. And so after that renewing of that call, I went into graduate studies and graduated from the, again from the University of St. Thomas, from St. Paul Seminary School of Divinity, a few weeks ago. Two and a half weeks ago, I was ordained to the priesthood. So I'm just starting out, and I'm loving it. It's an amazing experience. It's a great joy to be here. If I can switch years for a second and talk about kind of our, our gospel today. But I'm going to tie it into an, an experience that I had in seminary. So freshly after I transferred in November of that fall academic year, I was ready to leave seminary. I was so close to leaving seminary, it was to the point where I needed one person's permission. Kind of went about it in the backwards way, but I had already gotten bishops permission to leave seminary. I had received my spiritual director's permission, the vocation director's permission, and I needed one other permission. That permission was my formation advisor at the seminary. The reason why I was going to leave is because I let the fears and the anxieties and the worries of the world catch up to me. 
the waves, the waves of life that we all experience. They overwhelmed me. They consumed me to the point that I was ready to leave. And I walked in and I said, Father, I'm leaving seminary. What? Why? I said, well, because this one class, I'm failing it. I'm, I've, I'm failing this class. Another class isn't going great. I don't know what to do. And in my mind, that the worries and anxieties that came up were, leave seminary. And he looks at me and goes, Aaron, you're not leaving. My response was, what are you talking about? I did not sign my name in blood. I do not have to be a priest. I was told I could leave whatever I wanted. The father said, Aaron, you're not leaving because you're not praying. You're not handing everything over to the Lord. It's like, what are you talking about? I'm showing up at prayer. I'm praying the hours. I'm praying my holy hour. I'm going to mass. He goes, well, you've lost two fundamental things. You're not just handing it over to the Lord and you've given up on offering all to the Lord because he knew that one of my favorite quotes from the Bible was, is Psalm 31. And to your hands, Lord, I commend my spirit. You redeem me, Lord God of truth. The Lord will provide for whatever you need. I wasn't trusting in the Lord. I let the waves overwhelm me and consume me. By the grace of the Lord, the priest knew to say, Aaron, you're not leaving because here's all the good things the Lord has put in your life. Here's where you are called to be a priest. He goes, after this meeting, I want you to go into the, ch the chapel and I want you to place all of your worries, fears, and anxieties before the altar. And I did. What happened was the Lord said, be still quiet. He brought peace. That peace not only came in the form of the Lord saying it, but he, it was in the form of that priest saying it. Saying, let's take a step back. Let's look at what the Lord has done in your life to bring you to this point. You see, all of us have those moments where we allow the waves of our lives, the anxieties, the fears, the struggles to consume us. And the Lord in his wisdom sends someone there to say, be quiet. Especially in those moments where we say, Lord, do you not know that I am perishing? We may not say it as eloquently as the Bible. Most of the time it says, we say, help. Lord, I need your help. I don't know where to go. And he sends someone to quiet the storm. That the storm that's around us, the storm inside of us. And as I was pondering about this weekend, I was thinking, it's exactly what our fathers do. It's this Father's Day weekend. Mothers, you had your weekend last month. This month is we're honoring our fathers. We're thanking our fathers. These are, for so often for myself, I can think of my dad being in the, the outcoves of my life, waiting to come in to the point where, when I hit rock bottom, he was there to pick me up. He was there to, to help me. 
And I know that all of us here have had a similar experience or, uh, of that, that love that the Father has given us, our fathers have given us. They wait in the wings to come in to help us, to assist us. Today is that special day where we, we thank our fathers for what they do, what they've done in our lives, for being there, to, to cheering us on, to helping us, to, to whatever it may be. We honor them, we remember them, and we thank them. In a special way, let's entrust our, our care to, to St. Joseph, who is the, the model of fatherly love. Before I conclude, because I've gone for a little bit, uh, preaching a while, but this whole idea of let, you know, assignment for you all. In your life, what fear, anxiety, trouble, worries, what waves are getting ready to consume you? They may be at different moments of your life and there, there's constantly waves going. But where is it that you need to place those worries and anxieties and fears upon the altar today at this Mass? What are they? And I encourage you to give them over to the Lord so that the Lord can come in and be there to quiet those waves that are, that are causing you these fears and anxieties. God bless. And St. Joseph, pray for us.